Hey everyone, I am back with part two. Um, I'm, I was speaking in the last episode about the violent narcissist of who was in power. And so I, I left off speaking about um, really kind of giving you guys some time timelines to kind of go back to so you can understand where we where we are today and why violence has been an acceptable way to communicate authority in a position towards um, people of color and how this violence has um, impacted our community and has caused our own communities to perpetuate violence against ourselves and um, against one another. So we need to understand the root of this violence, where, wh why the building up of this violence has happened. And so when we go back to um, pre-slavery, I mean, before slavery, really, we we're just going back into time and we're looking at, you know, religion, how, how religion is infused with violence in terms of how it was um, deployed, how the information was deployed and executed, um, how, how uh, women have been really muted and have really no, not a whole lot of authority maybe a little bit more in 2022 but back then nothing praying to a statue of mary doesn't constitute real power like that when it comes to a living vessel needing to embody that type of power <clears throat> two different things then i also spoke a little bit about pedophilia and how that was rooted into um the crusades and just really conquer conquering and how they would recruit young boys to do such things okay so when you when we're assessing today i want to call out um corrupt leaders in power those that are uh considered pri privileged and have had a legacy of being able to do and say anything that they want and who were not respectful to their parents and how they because they didn't grow up respecting their parents or people with authority they for damn sure won't respect anybody outside of themselves especially if you are a person of color okay so that's who i'm calling out t today and i want you to know that this character i'm talking about can can really be look like me it can look like anyone but the inception of it and the model that it was created for was it's it it comes from an elite privileged person that thinks it's okay to to do or say what you want to do i'm not gonna listen to i'm not gonna listen to those colored people or I'm not going to listen to those. Why are those people always complaining about everything? I mean, geez. I mean, don't they have affordable housing? I mean, how many more affordable housing units can we can we create? I mean, good, good. Will occurs. I mean, yeah, they said we were supposed to create 100 jobs out of this, but we ran out of funding, kind of. Um, well... No, I'm just getting tired of their, these people are always complaining that they don't have anything, that 
you know, we're pushing them out and darn tootin' they need to, to pull up their bootstraps, just like I did. You know, my pa, my great-great so-and-so owned Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. Yeah, well, they didn't give us a pretty penny from that. They told us that we still have to work hard, so it was as if we didn't have a big company in our family. Well, yeah, if I needed to probably ask for something, I could get anything I need. I mean, that's never been a problem. But still, I mean, those colored people are just, you know, I just think they're violent. You know, they come into our communities, they steal. Yeah, some of them steal food because they're hungry, but that's no excuse to steal. Just ask for some, ask for food. Well, so it's humiliating. Well, they need to ask for food instead of stealing it. I mean, hmm, how much time do you, do I think they should get in prison if they stole food? Mm, I could say a good five to ten years would probably do it. You can't go around stealing food, man. I mean, that's a terrible crime. Well, yeah. Yeah, I know about Joe, Joe, Joe. Yeah, I know he was a pedophile at St. Martha's Baptist Church. Yeah, well, yeah, he did get in trouble with a few few uh, uh, minors. Oh, they gave him probation. Hmm. Well, I mean, you know, certain sins, I think that God pardons because it probably wasn't his fault. But that that thief, that old black nigger thief, he ought to he ought to be doing at least ten. Give him the book. Give him ten years for stealing. Well, yeah, I had a son. He went. He didn't do much time, though. I mean, they gave him six months for having a little bit of that sugar cocaine, you know. But it wasn't like it was crack rock. So if he had gotten anything like that, I mean. You know, that cheap stuff, I'm sure he'd been doing a life in prison. Well, yeah, they say it's unfair, and yeah, it's the same kind of thing, crack and cocaine, but it's just cooked different. But you know, those black people, they're the ones making a whole bunch of crack. But we, we, we can't have them making that type of crack and flooding our neighborhoods. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, crack's gone down and pills have gone up, but it's... You know, but pills are free, man. I mean, you can't really regulate that. Well, yeah, doctors prescribe pills. Yeah, I know. I know. I keep hearing you people like you complain it's an ep epidemic. and But, hell, I mean, guess we all need some help. I mean, I take a couple of pills myself, and it's got me on track. Oh. Well, I didn't know about Oh, well, they're going to start locking folks up for if they uh, they get caught with that. Hmm. Okay, well, I shouldn't have that problem, but I'm sure there's going to be some other people that actually do. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just here talking to you, man. I mean, you're the one asking me all these all these questions. Oh, what video are you talking about? Yeah, I was talking to a, uh, I didn't know she was an escort. Yeah, but she said that she was interviewing for a job I had. 
Well, how did you know about this? What do you mean? It's all over social media. <gasps> Who got a hold of that? Oh no, my career is gonna. My wife's gonna. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna. It's gonna. Okay, just wanted to be funny for a quick second. So, um, and I did that character because people don't. People make excuses for other people for other people's actions, and I think that's what's irritating. Um, that's just what they do. So it's going to go back down to though the violent the violent piece. So when I think about the horrendous acts that were committed against black bodies, um, I'm not just talking about a you know the 1950s dogs attacking black people. I'm speaking more specific, intimate situations. You know, for black people, it could have been very, you know, it, it, until today, it's very similar. But back then, you had to be careful how you spoke to people. If you, you know, if you didn't say ma'am or sir and have your eyes down and your head down talking to people, you could be killed like that. You could be tortured. Um, your child or somebody could come up missing. You imagine living after slavery in an environment where the smallest mistake that you made could be scrutinized and you can be punished. Okay. Sadly, black people are still under that type of scrutiny where if they make one mistake and if you measure that mistake against another person that a, a white person or the one that claims to be white or looks white you will be punished 10 times harder than that person and my other question is when it comes to wanting to inflict pain and violence up, upon a person of color rather that's emotional violence meaning you, you speak down or you're aggressive to a person of color especially they've done nothing to you but you're so threatened by them so you're going to tear them apart because you're threatened that a lot of that has to do with socialization and how people um, of all races of all parts of the country of the world many um, have grown up with be mean to black people dark, don't trust dark people um, dark people are dirty. Um, dark people are not smart. Dark people are closer to animals. You know, dark people are violent. Um, dark people are, are like inanimate objects. You know, dark people are not creative. They don't have their own mind. They're, they're less attractive. Okay. They're less um, valuable dark people lighten up the race okay now some of you know what I'm talking about you have grown up hearing in you could be a black person and you heard this you might have heard your parents say you need don't bring home a dark-skinned person okay so here's what I want to say that's terrorism and I'm going to be on a on a duty for for throughout my life to call out this sort of terrorism. Okay, the, because when you are persecuting a person 
in an unjust way because of their skin color and inflicting violence, whether it's emotional violence, whether it's physical violence, that is, that is a form of terrorism, period. If you if you are in a in a setting where you're the only, you're like the little the only elephant in the room, okay, it's just you and there's a bunch of other people and you are starting to feel threatened. You know, somebody walks by you real fast like you're not even there. You see the group of people cluster together and they're looking in your direction laughing. And you're totally by yourself. And you can feel the hostility rising in the room. And you know it's getting late. It's 4 o'clock. You probably should just leave. But you want to be accepted so bad at this event. But you're, you know that you're not even welcome there. And you're in a foreign place. You're not even in your side of town. You know, what will you do? Okay. Many of us have had these types of flashbacks. We have been in these situations like when I was in Colorado Springs a few weeks ago, I was at a grocery store that literally had not one black person. No, the only black person was a cashier person and he looked like he was off. No one else in that whole store was black. Not, not even like, I might've seen some Hispanics, but some of them want to be white, so. You know, I don't, I don't actually respect you for that. You should be happy with who, everyone should be happy with who they are. But the truth is most people are not happy. And so I did see some Hispanics, but there was no black people. And my impression was when I walked in, everyone just kind of looking at me like, you're not from here. And it was scary to me. It was a little bit like, it was a little weird. I didn't like it. I was like, I'm not even going to buy anything from here. I actually left. I didn't even check out. I was. I just left because I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel safe. Okay. And so I want to, I'm calling out behavior like this because when, when you're not used to seeing people of color and you were raised with subtle violence, okay. Some of you are trying to pretend that you didn't come from a violent home. Okay, you didn't you didn't hear your grand your grandpap my grandpappy used to talk about you know those colored people and some of those old artifacts that we still have in our garage. They're worth millions of dollars. I've got an old slave's foot. I've got an old witch's tooth. I've got a monkey's paw. I've got a, you know, I've got a tomahawk. You know, I've got so many, so many things from the past that Jim G's God wicker. I just don't know. Yeah, we've, we, you know, the days of cotton, the days of cotton, the days of old, days of the souls, cotton days, days of cotton, when Mammy and Pappy used to roam the cotton fields. 
the days of cotton were the days I think of when all those ropes were swinging in the wind when we had all the freedom to walk as we did I miss those days of cotton in the gin and so you want to be proud of your ancestors right here's the problem black people are ashamed of their ancestors they're ashamed that they went through slavery they're they're ashamed of the debilitation of being um also and you know that is dehumanizing do you think that those black men and women wanted to, to do you even think they wanted to sound like that you're talking about people under a, a fear, a, a blanket of fear. Okay, so there is, so the, today's generation is ashamed of that, is ashamed of the strength that our ancestors had to go through to become, I mean, to be resilient and to survive. But yet today, a lot of young people and old people are ashamed because they don't even understand that part of their history. They don't understand the complex gene that it required to be able to live in a subculture, survive within the plantation, survive within the big house, survive, you know, post-slavery, surviving on a sharecropper's land, surviving on a man-made, you know, house that was built and having to get crops and, and resources and going into town late at night you know, in a flood, for example, you have KKK folks out running out, um, terrorizing communities because there's too many freed black men and women walking the streets. There's too many free teenagers, black men, young black men, young black women, teenagers walking the street. And lastly, there's too many freed little children who will grow up to be adults, black adults walking the streets we have to do something about this okay so it was it was taught in many white homes to not respect black people at all that we were nothing ignorant animals to, to lynch an animal or to rape an animal because really when you you did that to black women, but you said that we weren't human. So that means in your mind, it was okay for you, the beast, to sleep with an animal. That makes you a beast. I just want to be clear on that. So when that mindset has, has, a, has a lineage thread that goes from all the way from the past and is going all the way now into the present, the, those mindsets have not changed People still think that way. Now, how is that possible? In 2022, how is it that the same mindset has not changed in the last hundred years? The last hundred and fifty years, the last 200 years. Now, some of you think, well, I work with like, I totally work with black people. That doesn't make me racist. It does make you racist, however, when you continue to um, get threatened when, when a black person has an idea. 
for example, has a nice car or a nice house and has intelligent things to contribute in a meeting. But you don't want to see that black person become a director, become a regional vice president, become anything. Because you know that if there's too many of those things happening, then you will feel like you're going to be left, your race will be left behind. When in fact, you've spent your whole life, the last hundreds of years, leaving out black people. Okay. And I'm not, you know, we have America's it's a big melting pot and it welcomes immigrants. Okay, if America has a financial, let me just be clear, because the problem with a lot of immigrants, because you're you're ignorant, you can be from Ethiopia, you can be from Somalia, you can be from um, Argentina, you can be from the Caribbean island. I don't care where you're from, you can be from China. If you if you were so mesmerized by the American dream, meanwhile, you're going through intra-tribal warfare in your own country, dealing with race, okay? And you think that by escaping the plight of your own country, you can come to America and all will be well. You, you, and and the, the way to do that is to make sure you don't do business and you don't really interact with the black people that were already here because in your mind you think we're lazy we should already have everything what are we complaining for but what you don't realize is that there are financial incentives designed for immigrants there's a thing called a US embassy that exists in different countries okay Within that framework, there are certain interests, yeah, interests that America has in deal, doing business with your country. It could be commodities that you have. It could be natural resources that you have. It could be a whole slew of things. But if, you're, if the country isn't something of value, you as the immigrant will have a hard time actually getting over here and staying here. But you were taught that the black people here are poor, ignorant, whores, this, 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 and that. And so my question is, who's telling you these things? Okay. And the other question is, why are you in our country? We paved the way. When I say we, we literally paved the way for you to get here. It was through... Black people always fighting for other people's agendas because we've been so accustomed to being trampled on and to, to being subservient that we have to take on other people's agendas. What agendas am I talking about? We have um, civil rights. Many people's agendas were on the ballot. Equality for all. So it, instead of it becoming black people, we, we were fighting for this. Now it's equality for women, equality for gays, equality for, you know, um, different religions, equality for, for all. But the problem with that is, is that it opened up even more of a disparity gap 
because now that other people lay it's like pancakes black people were were the first stack but what when you guys added all of your agendas okay when you added all of that then it left us way at the bottom and now all of your problems and everything are in the in the light and so it makes us that it makes it that much harder for us to push through that through the pancake layer that's what's that's what's going on and it's unfair you know when you have black people that have been here a very long time but have we seen a hundred million dollars being flooded into our for our any causes for our community no I haven't seen that have you seen a reparation dollar reemerge itself I haven't seen it but for some reason every other race can and what happens is when leadership shows favoritism in a broken world where people are not even happy with their skin color where people are fighting for access for for really access into you know the white world of access and power and privilege when people are fighting like rats and when leadership says well we care more about this race then what does that do it creates more division because it's again it goes back to massa what massa chooses is how everything goes so if massa meaning you know leadership and our president leadership if they're showing favoritism towards certain races in terms of you know and not and not all races then the race that's being shown favor is going to walk around like i am all that i can mistreat you and i'm a person of color just like you but i'm going to mistreat you because massa is showing that massa loves us more so instead of working with you guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be so nice to Massa. I'm gonna just do everything Massa says. So that's what that. Those are the repercussions of living in this system, and you have to depend on the leadership to make a stand and stay equity for all, equality, everything for all. But when they start picking and choosing certain races and that kind of stuff, and you, they do that, it create it creates more dissension amongst other people of color. And this is what continues to keep us divided. It's a great mechanism. As long as people of different races can continue fighting each other and be disorganized we can we won't never be able to become organized and to do business with one another in a way where we can have our own self-sustaining communities that's the problem we're not there yet and that's why we're in the pro the situation that we're in because we're like crabs in a barrel so what happens with crabs in a barrel so there's a pre there's called a pressure cooker so we have a lot of people who are so stressed out 
because they're not getting the access points that they need. So guess what happens? You don't have you don't have access. You're going to start turning on other people within your own group of people, within your own race. That's the next step that happens. Is that fair? No, but that that's what's going to that's what's happening. So I kind of veered off from the from the violence I was talking about, but I just notice a trend that people think it's okay to be violent or to be aggressive towards black people. And to me that shows that through programming through the media, right? Program. It programs you when you watch TV, it's a program. You're being programmed. So if you're seeing over and over that it's that a black man or woman can be murdered, and the police officer or whoever it is gets off free, what message does that send to the young people watching? That we don't have, there's no value over our life. Or that you can be a snot-nosed brat and be mean to other people because you've seen adults on television, you've seen adults in your family um, practice mean behavior towards people of color. So what do you do? I don't want to listen you know like you you jimmy boy has like a, a a teacher let's say it's a black teacher now that probably would never happen because yeah i could do one on that because there are some jimmy boys that do go to in, interracial schools you know and maybe this black teacher is the only black teacher at the private school imagine how hard that is and in fact, I've heard of stories like this. I don't want to listen to you, Miss um, Carter. I don't want to. I don't have to listen to you. Oh, Jim. Oh, Jimmy. Please, please listen to me. I'm so happy to be your teacher, but I'm sorry, little Jimmy. But you're gonna have to listen to your teacher, okay? I don't have to listen to you. You, your skin is black. My parents said I don't have to listen to black the black people. Excuse me. Listen, little Jimmy, I think that you're not being very kind. Um, I don't want to have to contact your parents. Contact my parents. I don't care. They're not going to do anything anyway. Okay, well, Jimmy, you know, Jimmy, what's bothering you? I mean, you seem like you were doing okay yesterday. I don't have to talk to you. Oh my goodness, Jimmy. Okay. Well, I'm just going to have to call mom. <laughs> Hello? Yes, is this? Yes, I'm sorry. I need to, to, to tell you that... You know, unfortunately, Jimmy's not listening to me. Yes, I'm the new sub. I'm the new teacher. Um, I was the substitute, but they hired me full time. Yes, Jimmy's in my class. Oh, you didn't want him to be in my class? Is there a particular reason? What does my race have anything to do with it? Oh, Jimmy's not used to 
to talking to black people at all? Oh, he's afraid of black people. Well, that's isn't that sad? I mean, we're living in 2022 and he has he not never seen any black kids or black people before? Oh, you keep him away from black people. Oh, you think black people have COVID? What? Okay, well, listen, I just wanted to give you a call. I, I would like to schedule some time to talk. Oh, you're going to pull Jimmy out of class? Hmm, well, he's just crying watching me talk to you on the phone. Okay, well, if that's, I mean, I, I don't know how simple it's going to be just to pull him out. I mean, there's no other class. I mean, you'd have to probably find a new school for him. Oh, you'd rather do that? Is there a reason for this? Oh, so so because he's not comfortable talking to black people. Okay. Well, you know, I I think that just for Jimmy's sake, he will need to learn how to develop soft skills to interact with black people because there's black people everywhere. Oh, you don't plan to be around a lot of black people? Okay. Well, none of my business, but I just wanted you to know Jimmy's in timeout. Thank you. Please. Okay. I'll see you soon. I don't like you. I don't want to listen. And I'm not going to listen to you. See, I told you that mommy wasn't going to care. I told you she was, mother wasn't going to care. Well, well, Jimmy, it's true. Your mother is on, on her way. Um, it's kind of sad that you're not used to working with other black people. I mean, Jimmy, the world's changed. It's a lot of black teachers and people you're going to have to. I don't want to listen to you. Black people aren't smart. Mama doesn't want me going to a school with black kids. I mean, you know, you guys are just, you probably, how did you become a teacher anyway? I mean, daddy always said that you guys didn't even know how to read for a long time. Oh, well, I am, I went to college and just like anyone else, little Jimmy. Well, still, I mean, if your family grew up not knowing how to read for generations in such a long time, then how are you really going to be smart enough to even teach us anything? Well, little Jimmy, um, I think that this discussion is over. So anyway, you guys, I just wanted to give you, I've been talking a long time, I think over like an hour and a half. And I can easily do this one day. I will be in a position where I will be plugged in all day and you guys can communicate with me all day and that that day will come um but i i wanted to to share a little bit about that because when kids are growing up listening to negative things about people of color at home with the doors closed with the blinds closed sitting at the kitchen table okay and then, you you know, mama's saying stuff like, you know, I don't really want you bringing home any black kids. You know, those those kids are violent. You know, they don't really have any mothers or like their moms work three jobs and they're not getting help with their schoolwork. You know, don't bring any black kids home. 
you know, stuff like that. I mean, and not again, not everybody thinks like that, but there's a lot of people that do. Or don't bring any dark kids home. Okay. You know, darker darker children experience more isolation, more um hatred, more um subjugation in different situations than any other group. It it can be very frightening. It can feel very frightening. It can feel very um debilitating. Okay? When you know that people don't want to talk to you because you don't look mixed enough. You know, you don't look at something enough. Okay? And these are real emotions and experiences and it is a form of terrorism when a when a group of people is being targeted based off of their skin color, especially if they're dark. And I'm going to call it out. That is a form of domestic terrorism. Start calling things out. If you're attacking dark-skinned people, if you're out uh, like literally looking for dark people to attack, it could just be a black person, but particularly it starts to crank up when they're dark. Something inside of you just says, oh my God, let's be mean. Oh, who do they think that? Like, there's something wrong with you. You have a mental illness upstairs. And I really believe that society has a mental illness. It is a public health issue. I think West Virginia, you know, finally said that racism is a public health issue. It's the dumbest thing. But I have to talk about it because every day this is, I'm experiencing this every single day. And again, people don't know where, where I'm from or what I look like, but I'm dark skin it hasn't I haven't been treated great I mean people respect me but I've been in scenarios where it's like let's be mean to her today you know just because you can so if you if you were a child and you and you had black kids that you, on the playground for example and you clicked up with your friends and you teased that little black kid or the black girl with her braids and you you constantly kind of held those values and you brought those values into middle school where you you didn't even really talk to a whole bunch of black kids maybe that one or two but you knew that they were being fake that's the thing i want to also say stop being fake black people stop it stop being fake if you're around people and you're trying to change your whole identity so that they like you or you can fit in, they know you're doing that and they know that you have low self-esteem and you look stupid. The days of Sambo need to die. Stop the Sambo and stop the tap, tap dancing. It's old. Um, when you took those value systems into high school, and you still didn't really interact with a lot of black kids. And then you got a job at a college. Or you, you went straight into management at a high school, at Walmart or somewhere. So now your worldview is, I'm still hanging with my, my same type of friends. And I'm, when I see that black person at work, I'm not going to really talk to them. I'm not going to really hang out with them. Maybe they, they'll tell me a couple of jokes, but that's it. 
And so that's what ends up happening over and over again. So then by the time you're 25, 30, and you're a manager already, you, you're bringing the value system that you were raised around that black kids aren't smart, black people are fake, they want to be like you. All of these things are in your, your prism, your worldview. And so part of the other reason that prism exists is because you've been in timeout a long time. So when you're in timeout, your brain starts to like, literally, it just shuts off. And you get sucked into the entity in the corner. And if you think I'm joking, I'm not. Entities reside in corners. This is why when people have sage, they burn the corners. Look it up. They know that spirits exist and they will hang out in corners. Corners do what? They collect dust. Corners collect um, memories. And so a lot of, um, when a child is in timeout plugged in like that, uh-oh, okay, that's actually not good. It's not. You have your child go stand in a corner. And you thought that that was teaching them, but have you noticed that Timmy's behavior or Jenny's behavior is still bad sometimes worse after they've gotten out of timeout they still tell you to shut up they still punch you in the face they still throw things mama mommy I just scribbled all over the wall yeah right near grandpa's urn yeah and I kind of um took his urn and went outside and like <laughs> you know, um, dumped all of his ashes out and to the winds, and I always wanted to see it like totally blow like sparkles. Jimmy, you would not have done that. Yes, I did. I did some other things, some naughty things. What naughty things did you do? Well, you know the goldfish that we had. <gasps> What did you do, Jimmy? Well, I wanted to see how they would float in the toilet. And they looked like they were like jumping out of the toilet and I just flushed it. <laughs> Jimmy boy, why are you constantly tormenting me with your bad behavior? But, 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 but mommy, I, I don't know. Every time I go in the corner, I just seem to get all these ideas of new things to do. Well, I have some other things, Mommy, that I did. Mommy, you're not gonna like it. Mommy, please don't put, please don't put me back in time now. Jimmy, what did you do? I'm just so disappointed in you, Jimmy boy. But Mommy, please don't put me in time out. Well, I, uh, sort of took all your fancy high heel shoes and you know um some of like those old uh artifacts and paintings that she had you know the ones that you went to egypt and stuff like that well i didn't like those i didn't like those paintings they were scary to me and something in my head was telling me to get rid of them and and 
and I took your I took your shoes and I I kind of you know started like you know hitting the shoe against like you know the painting and tell like you know it got a little bit kind of like cracked and messed up and <laughs> kind of looked super cool because the voices kept telling me to do it and I and I just had to do it mama I just had to do it mommy please don't put me back in time Jimmy boy you just constantly drive mama crazy you you just don't listen I asked God why why did he why was I cursed with the demon child God why did you curse me with the demon child Are you listening? Hmm, mother, are you listening? I remember you, dear. You were also in timeout, just like your son, Jimmy boy. <gasps> oh my God, are you talking to me? What are you, where are you? Oh, that is not an important answer right now, but I will tell you, I've been waiting for you to call me back in. You know, there are things that uh, we can do to kind of help Jimmy boy out, if you know what I mean. Well, what, well, what, did that, what, what, what do you mean? I mean, Jimmy, well, you know, Jimmy keeps saying he's hearing voices and he can't really go out in public saying those things, you know. Oh. Oh, Jimmy is hearing voices. I'm hearing voices too, then. Yes, but you can't tell us all because they all think you're, you know, a little bit cuckoo. But I have an idea that can help you with Jimmy. <gasps> well, what is that? Well, I'm thinking here. You know, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea if Jimmy did get some help, you know. I mean... You know, there's places like the psychiatrist, you know, sort of place where you they can give him some medicine and help him to kind of calm down. Oh, 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 oh my God, oh my God. I don't want Jimmy, poor Jimmy boy, to, to, be, to get stuck on medication. And that's the very thing Mama gave to me and it's drawing me crazy. I, my poor Jimmy, well, he might need to uh, go to uh, a psychiatrist. Well, I would say so because there I can spend more time with Jimmy. I mean, I can help him sort of straighten out his thoughts, if you know what I mean. <gasps> you can help Jimmy? You? How? I mean, well, I have lots and lots of ideas for Jimmy. You know, um... Little boys like him can actually go very far in life with me if they just listen to me sing to them when they're standing in the four corners. Um, I don't know about what you're saying. Yes, you do there. You know exactly what I mean. Well, I'm not really comfortable with sending Jimmy to a hospital, but, but that's where he belongs. And if you don't, someone else will the minute... He goes telling people that he's he's hearing voices. They will take him away from you. <gasps> oh no, Jimmy does need help. 
Maybe I need help too. I better do something about this. Yes, you should do something soon because, you know, Jimmy Boy's done some things that you know. You know you haven't told the authorities about. <gasps> you know about those things? Well, yes, I do. In fact, Jimmy told me. He told me everything that, that, that he does in those moments. Oh, no. If anyone were to ever find out, they would send Jimmy to prison. This is why he, he probably should go to a psychiatrist. Where did Jimmy learn to do such terrible things? Oh, well, I oh, shouldn't have had him with my uh, my dad. You know, he would take him hunting, and I, uh, you know, thought that he would learn a lot from Daddy. Well, you know, your dad wasn't the very nicest thing. I mean, you remember what he did to you. You're not supposed to know those things. Well, you know, Jimmy's been around your dad now, and he's sort of picking up on those things you've been trying to keep a secret in your family for a long time. Oh, no, if anybody were to ever find out, my whole career would be gone, and... and I would be the laughing stock and Jimmy would be in juvenile detention till he was 18 and oh my goodness. Well, like I said, it's either let him talk to me some more behind the four corner walls or he's going to be in another four corner wall that will be much, much more scarier than my four corner. What is the other four corner wall? Well, the four corners of the detention center, you know. That's where even older entities reside. Oh my gosh. Oh no, there's, I don't really have a lot of options, do I? Well, no, because remember what you did when you were Jimmy's age and they sent you to the psychiatrist? How did you know about that? Well, it seems to be something that runs in your family and unfortunately you guys really don't do well with working with other people and those violent tendencies that tend to come out well because your your daddy had a lot of money you never had to really spend a whole lot of time in in those four corners of the wall four corners of the wall okay so basically i'm going to close out but um we need to, the, the only way we can understand the present is to understand the past and the violence that has occurred within this country that has occurred in small spaces, you know, and I, and this, this happens often just at the, something as small as going to the grocery store, how you can encounter a situation just passing someone by. I'll never forget I was at King Supers and it's funny because I had my hair and I had it twisted in a bunch of little plaits I had like five like double strand twists and I remember everyone kind of looking at me funny like because of the stereotype the pickaninny you know the one eating the watermelon with the hair going this way and that way so till this day if a black person has their hair like that, they're judged, you know, and that that's 
going back to the racial epithet or the racial the stereotype from back in the day. So this woman, it was an older white lady. She had her basket. And I was looking, and this happened twice at the same store. I, I was trying to get something from the refrigerator. So she pretended that I didn't exist. And I was waiting for her to move her basket. So and so the area that I needed to get to, it had spinach. What does she do? She parks her basket right where I need to go. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be patient. And I'm going to wait a second here. And then I waited. She didn't move her basket and started doing it. I said, excuse me. I said, I need. can I get in here? And then she's like, oh. And then she moves her basket. So then I had to like, I have, I used to work for Dr. Pepper Snapple Group and trade development. So I know all about coolers and stocking and doing different things like that. So I jumped up and because what I needed was, it was a far reach. It took me a little bit just to get what I needed because I had to jump in the cooler and like grab it. While I'm doing that, the fool is just standing there with her basket like, like, you know, I'm like, how come, why are you waiting for me? Why don't you take your raggedy basket and go around me and go down where you need to go? But you're going to instead make a scene where I'm holding you up. And she had her little friend with her. And it was it was just like one of those things that happens all the time where people think that you're invisible. My priorities mean matter more to me. You're not a priority. You're over here. You you move too slow. I'm a I am the priority. So that's the attitude I'm calling out. Okay. So I know that um I only get fifty five I think it's sixty minutes on anchor, so I'm at fifty three minutes now. Um same thing happened. I went to get some creamer. And the other thing that's irritating, sometimes if people see that you want to park somewhere or that you want to get something, you know what they'll do? They'll want it too. Like you weren't thinking about it, but because you saw me looking in that direction, now you stop your basket and now you want to get something in that area. That's irritating as hell. So I'm waiting to get some creamer. This lady wasn't paying any attention until she saw that I was trying to like get to the creamer. She stops her basket in front of the cooler and then walks up, like goes some. I said, "Oh no, 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 no!" I said, "I need to get in this cooler, because, because again, that's what I'm saying. It's the incon, it's the inconsiderate. I've got my head in the cloud, cloud head in the clouds, head up in the cloud, head up in the clouds, and I see only me. You know, I'm high upon the hill, high, high upon the hill." High upon the hill on the bones of the kills. High upon the high upon the high upon the hill. Like totally, totally, dude. Like, like, totally, totally, dude. Like, 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 totally, totally, dude, dude, dude. You, you, you aren't important, important, important. It's all about me, me, me. Cause mommy, mommy, and daddy said so. 
And you could be a 50-year-old saying, mommy and daddy, because mommy and daddy paid for my house when they died. Mommy and daddy did this. Grandpa Jed did that. Calling you out. So these little bitty interactions when you're in the store or you're any place, um, you could be, it's, it's subtle interactions. And that's what I want people to realize. These are subtle uh, nuances and things that happen to people. They're not this big public thing where you're offended no it's little subtle things something as simple as that or or um being talked down to or somebody you know making comments about i remember i was getting some some i was actually getting some lettuce for my turtle and so i was in a, a wealthy uh grocery store and this is the one in Colorado Springs and that's where there was absolutely no there was like only me there so this woman goes when she sees me I'm holding the this bag of lettuce she's like we don't need any of that lettuce we're just we'll just get some from our garden and I'm sitting here like you're probably gonna be a ghost in your garden so you should go get some from your garden since you're married to it okay so don't play games with a woman like me because you don't even know who I am and you don't know what I come with. So be very careful. Bear da bear. Yow. Yow. And um, yeah. So in conclusion, I'm going to hop off now. This is Monique's Pet Whisper. Um, calling out difficult conversations. Calling out things that will help save our nation and uh, help us to be better people and if you have pets make sure you check me out at aurora mall pet whisper launches july 1st okay july 1st will be my uh opening for my new pet store at the aurora town center thank you so much everyone for listening and tuning in to pet whisper near you